Well, Kurt, we have Rachel Schof with us this morning, who's our child advocate, and she's going to be sharing a little bit about the children's ministry here. But first, we want to welcome you to our radio program. Thank you. Well, Rachel, one of the things that I enjoy about having an interview with you is uh, you have so much energy, <laughs> and that must come in handy working with all the kids. How, how many kids do you work with on average uh, at a, you know, during the day? Um, well, I normally have interactions with each of the children that are staying with us, the little kids in the morning and the big kids in the afternoon. So it depends on how many we have. Right now we have 19. 19, wow. wow. Well, you know, Rachel, we were just talking a little bit before we started the program here. You, This is your second year here, but you've actually worked three summers here. Is that correct? Yes. I like to make note of that because I feel like summers are busy times. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, Rachel, even though uh, we're into the month of September, uh, we really haven't had a chance to bring you back in because, Kurt, you know, it's been very busy. Um, seems like every month we have a lot of uh, activities going on sure. here with the uh, our guest. But I would like to talk a little bit uh, about summertime with you and then bring us up into the fall uh, in regards to back to school and everything because you had a really uh, busy summer with the children and the ministry. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, we had a really exciting summer. We had a large number of children coming through our doors, um, which made it difficult in one aspect, uh, just trying to get to know each of them. But it was really exciting, too, because we had so many children we were able to reach with the gospel. Um, we started the summer by teaching Fruit of the Spirit um, to the kids and Bible study. And then as we transitioned, we were finding that um, with each successive group of kids that came in, a lot of them didn't even really know about Jesus. So we started this series where we were just teaching them who Jesus was. We started with the salvation message, and some of them really wanted to accept him. Um, but then they were saying, who is Jesus? Mm-hmm. That's not a bad question either. Yeah. I mean, you, you do want to know who who he is before you, you right. know, commit your life to him, right? Well, yeah. absolutely, yeah. So we started, I mean, we had a Christmas in July celebration where we taught them about Christ's birth. They, they'd never heard the name Mary associated mm-hmm. with Jesus. So a lot of things that um, church kids are really used to hearing, these kids, it was brand new to them. What a good opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, how long does it take you to, like, get to know, get a rapport with the kids? Is that easy to do, hard to do? I guess that's part of your skill set, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, Yeah, and it varies kid to kid, too. Um, I find with the littler kids, a lot of times it takes a lot longer Mm -hmm. because they're just getting used to being separated from their moms during childcare. Uh, So a solid month is sometimes what you need for them to actually really like you. Um, (laughs) The bigger kids, you know, they can talk and understand, and uh, sometimes you connect really fast. But I still say that a month is when you're really starting to dig into that relationship where they know that even if... um, you know, they haven't followed a rule that, you know, you don't stop loving them. It mm-hmm. kind of takes that time to understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Rachel, just talking about uh, Kurt and building that relationship, all different levels. I mean, you have teenagers, uh, girls, and mm-hmm. uh, younger uh, children, and all the way even down to babies. Is that correct? Yes. So yeah. you actually even build that bonding relation with the babies to help the mothers out uh, during their time here. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. I love my baby time. <laughs> Well, do you have a, a time for moms and, and babies uh, to bond at the Harvest Home? Oh, you know, we did have a really neat class that that was the goal of it. It was um, about 
teaching moms with little babies, so under the age of 12 months, uh, how to connect with their yeah. kids mm-hmm. and about child development, uh, some new things that the moms had never heard. Well, you know, uh, Rachel, as we talk about all the things that happened and that some of your responsibilities, summertime, sure, there's the spiritual aspect, which is very important, teaching them about the uh, the Lord. But you also did some outside activities that seemed to be very exciting. Why don't you share some of the things that you had to do that you had the privilege of doing with the kids outside of the Harvest Home? We had such a fun summer this summer. Um, we started out by taking the kids to the national park system, and we had rangers that taught the kids how to fish. Uh, this group of kids this year, not a single one of them had ever been before, mm. so it was brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite moments was there was um, a young lady that had caught a fish, and these two little kindergarten boys came over and were looking at it. And they were really grossed out by it, so they were making these faces. Well, the fish flipped off of the uh, fishing pole, landed on the ground, and the little boys ran away yelling, kill it, kill it. (laughs) I'm sure that was a great experience, huh? Yeah, I think it was brand new. (laughs) You must have been, everybody must have been laughing. Oh, yeah, their mom loved it. (laughs) I think that's one of those memories they're going to keep. They're going to, their girlfriends are going to hear about that someday. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we did that. We um, took the kids swimming, uh, went on the Cuyahoga Valley Scenic Railroad. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, we went to movies. We went to uh, baseball games. And one of the coolest ones, we went to Cedar Point. Wow. That's wonderful. Well, I'm, uh, you know, a middle-aged. Cedar Point scares me now. (laughs) How how in the world did you go with all those those kids uh, up there? It was hot, wasn't it? You know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be heat-wise. Uh, it was a little overcast that day, which scared some people away, but not us. So there were less lines, and it was cooler because of all the clouds. Um, but it worked out really wonderfully. Um, I had two helpers that went along with me, uh, two staff members, and then the moms came. There was only one child that went without a mom. So the moms were able to engage with their kids there and go on rides and just enjoy some family time, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Rachel, as you work with the children, I mean, there's the mother, obviously, who is ministered to. Um, and what do you see uh, when the children come in? I know uh, with the mom, she has a lot on her plate. Mm-hmm. But for the children, uh, as you take them on these activities, I'm sure you have some nice interaction. And I'm sure there's some things that they say to you that you think, huh. But in regards to your interaction with the kids, um, what do you see with them? Uh, is, is there, uh, do you sense a lostness, confusion? What, what do you see? Um, I definitely do in a lot of the kids. Um, you can tell with some of the kids that even when their moms are struggling, that um, in, in some cases the moms can still really connect with their kids, um, you know, that they're talking with them, that there's good open communication. But for a lot of the families, that's something that the moms never grew up with, that they mm-hmm. didn't have that communication with their parents. Um, so then these kids, they're they're left in the dark, but, you know, kids can sense things going on and knowing that they're in a shelter. So there's a lot of things that are going through their minds that they're not used to using words to express. You know, when, when a child or children of a, a family leave the harvest home, do you ever think about, like, what you would like them to remember about the experience that mm-hmm. they ever had at harvest home? Yeah, and one of the things that I don't always get to do but I'd love to do is know when a family's moving out so that I can really say goodbye to the kids. And when I get that opportunity, which happens every now and again, is um, 
when I see them, give them a hug, tell them that no matter where they go, that um, I will be praying for them, but to know that, that Jesus is always looking after them and that he loves them no matter what happens and, and what they do. Well, you know, Rachel, summer obviously, I don't know, Kurt, it seemed like summer went very quick. And I'm sure even with all the activities that you have with the children, I'm sure it went very quick. I'm sure when you went home at night, you were probably exhausted. <laughs> but now that summer's over, school is back in session. So how does that work for the children at Harvest Home? Yeah, so the kids that um, are at Harvest Home, uh, as much as we're able, we are able to have them in their schools that they were attending when they became homeless. So they're able to stay with their teachers and their friends in a school that they're familiar with. Um, So a lot of it is setting up transportation. Um, So getting buses and vans that'll come and pick up the kids in the morning and drop them off at night. Um, The other kids um, don't know they're staying in shelter. They make sure to pick up our kids first and drop them off last. Um, So most of the kids, those school-agers are gone by the time I get in the the morning. Um, So afternoon is the time that I get to hang out with those big kids. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you're, you're talking about the events of the summer, and it, it, it sounds like, you know, just the life that I li- wanted to live as a kid or sometimes want to live now. You know, <laughs> go from fun thing to fun thing to fun thing, you know. But um, it's quite a huge responsibility, isn't it? It's particularly when you go off-site somewhere to make mm-hmm. sure everybody gets there, uh, gets back safely <laughs> yes. and, you know, doesn't wander away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, a lot of checklists. I have a roster to make sure we know which kids are there, which kids go in which vans, and making sure that we have adults that are keeping an eye on those kids. I have to say, maybe one of our flops from the summer was we took a group to Stan Hewitt, which is such a beautiful old building with things that people can't touch, and we took mostly two- and three-year-olds. That wasn't a great plan. <laughs> so that was a little bit of a challenging day, correct? It was. The school-agers mm-hmm. loved it. But, man, the two- and three-year-olds, you really had to grip onto their tiny hands. I can't imagine them not being thrilled with seeing uh, the uh, mansion. You know, two <laughs> and three. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were amazed. They but they really the wanted to be on the, the bed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you might have thought they were going to the, another harvest home. Right. Exactly. So when the children come back, obviously, from school, uh, what happens with the programming when they get back? Because you said that the, actually the buses usually drop the kids off maybe around 3.30. Mm-hmm. So they're gone. They probably get picked up about what time in the morning? Uh, that varies, too, it just varies. depending on, especially if they're on a bus and sure. they're the first ones getting picked up, they're going to get picked up kind of early. Right. Uh, but typically they're they're being picked up between 7 and 8.30, mm-hmm. and then they'll back Right around between 2.30 and 4.30, we see kids coming back. And then what happens when they get back to the harvest home? Well, we have a snack waiting for them. Um, and then after they've had their snack, then they come on down to our teen room and to our playroom and just have some hangout time. We call it our after-school time. And uh, that's the chance where the kids get to um, play games on the Wii if they want to. But really, the kids right now, what they love to do is we've got American Girl dolls. They like to dress mm. up and comb their hair. Uh, Legos. We have a couple boys that are really creative and are building some neat things. And we've got lots of board games. So this is a very creative group. Very good. When you say Legos, now are they building like buildings or what are they making out of Legos? Yeah, this one little guy made the, the a really cool house. Uh, and he created a closet of clothes for his little person. And he can tell you what everything in it is. You know, he's made a stove and pictures on the walls and a little <laughs> TV. Really creative kid. Outstanding. So I, I do know that you said that um, you have about 19 children mm-hmm. uh, that you're working with. 
uh, one of the things that can be a little bit difficult for you is uh, sometimes you'll see the families come, but then they go quickly. Mm-hmm. Is that So that sometimes can be difficult in regards to building a relationship with the children. Is that correct? Yeah, it really is. You feel like you've just started connecting. I would say that around like that one-week mark is where, you know, they're finally learning your name and they say hi to you and are not shy. And like that two-week mark is where, you know, they start wanting to see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, if they leave any time in that zone, you feel like you really haven't, you know, you, you've missed out on a lot. Sure. Well, there's reasons for everything and God's timing. And mm-hmm. so I guess that's part of your calling, too, as a child advocate. To, um, you know, just never quite sure how long it's going to be that Absolutely. you're going to get to know them. Boy, you, you talk about a busy summer. I and mean, we had basketball camp. I think you were involved maybe in transportation there. And then I want to back up even another month. I think it was June mm-hmm. where we had quite a, a exciting, uh, I guess, we were beneficiaries of mm-hmm. – uh, of a church who helped us out. Why don't you share? Yeah, about absolutely. Because it's really been, that's unprecedented. I don't think it's happened before. Yeah, right. Uh, we had a um, youth group that worked together and raised the money to buy a 15 passenger van just for the children's department. Um, it's unlike any of our other Haven of Rest vans. It is not white, it is blue. So it stands out in a crowd. And um, after we got it, we've been able to take it all over this summer on our field trips. Um, what was really fun, too, was we gave the kids the opportunity to name the bus, and um, they named it the Team Bus of Jesus. Oh, very nice. <laughs> well, you know, Kurt, that that's definitely, a, it was a definitely nice blessing to receive that van. I mean, you can take the children. It gives you the freedom to come and go pretty much with the children. Yeah, and you have planned, planned activity. But, you know, Kurt, as we wrap things up here, uh, Rachel, and as we're moving into the fall here, uh, we want to pray for you and your ministry. So how can we in the listening audience pray for you as we go into the busy fall season? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I'd love to have prayer for, um, I mean, as we were talking, it, it feels like recently we've had a lot of inconsistency with the kids and getting to meet them. I just love prayer that during the time that we have with them um, and that God gives us that he will uh, make the most of it that all those interactions that we have will stick with the child um, and all the devotions and things that they hear and that they'll really learn to love God, even if they're here just a a very brief amount of time. Mm -hmm. The other thing I want to mention in in closing here is that you are a part of our regional uh, banquets Mm -hmm. uh, this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, as such, you're giving kind of a report on what you do and how the ministry impacts the kids. And so we can pray for you uh, during that time and also want to encourage our listeners as well that maybe to make plans to be with us so they can hear uh, you speak and talk about your ministry. So uh, Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about the kids, if you haven't noticed that. Yes, I, <laughs> you do, and you're very enthusiastic. So I want to thank you for, for being here today, and God bless you in your work, and uh, keep up that energy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I want to thank you for coming in. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Rachel.